If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, President Biden's push to vaccinate America as he warns the pandemic will get worse before it gets better. The president tries to convince the 100 million unvaccinated Americans to get their shots. This is not about red states and blue states. It's literally about life and death. Could you get $100 just for getting vaccinated? Kids and COVID. Cases among children increasing to their highest level in months. A growing number hospitalized. What are you struggling with? Uh, breathing. Plus, summer camps across the country are seeing outbreaks of COVID. Does it signal trouble ahead for the new school year? The economy roars back, rebounding faster than it did in the Great Recession. Gold medal performance. Meet the American gymnast who excelled under pressure while Simone Biles cheered from the stands. Plus, a seventh U.S. athlete sidelined by a COVID infection. Scorching heat wave, nearly 110 million Americans under heat alerts as severe storms target the East Coast. Tragedy at sea, new video of a military accident that killed nine service members. What family members of the victims are demanding a year later. Sharks spotted. As Americans head to the beach, why climate change could be a factor in a recent uptick in shark sightings. And the power of social media, how it changed the life of an airport piano man. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with President Biden's extraordinary new campaign to try to convince unvaccinated Americans to get their shots and help end this horrid pandemic once and for all. Well, the president today was really pleading with Americans to realize this is now an issue of life and death, saying that those who haven't had their shot are actually a danger to others. The president is also calling on Americans to follow the CDC's new guidance to wear those masks indoors in areas where COVID is spreading rapidly. And tonight, 70% of counties in the U.S. have that high or substantial COVID transmission. President Biden announcing tonight that the nation's largest employer, the federal government, is introducing strict new standards for the unvaccinated. The president says it is possible that COVID booster shots will be needed later, but he says not now. But Israel is actually starting to give a third dose to adults age six. 60 and up. That begins this weekend. Well, we've got team coverage of the pandemic, starting with CBS's Weijia Jang at the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening, Nora. Less than one month ago on July 4th, President Biden declared independence from the virus. But tonight, he has a very different, dire message, calling the pandemic an American tragedy. And now he's hoping the private sector will follow his lead to end it. 
Today, President Biden called out vaccine holdouts and pleaded with them to change their minds. If, in fact, you're unvaccinated, you present a problem to yourself, to your family, and to those with whom you work. The Delta variant is driving the latest deadly surge, and so are the 100 million people who are eligible but remain unvaccinated. Too many people are dying. To reverse the trend, the president touted new incentives, like urging states to offer $100 to every newly vaccinated American. I know the pain people who get vaccinated might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. But here's the deal. If incentives help us beat this virus, I believe we should use them. He also announced that all civilian federal employees plus contractors will have to get vaccinated or get tested for COVID-19 weekly or twice a week. They'll be required to wear a mask, social distance, and might have official travel restricted. President Biden also directed the Defense Department to look into requiring vaccines for all service members. States like New York and California, along with a growing number of the country's biggest companies like Facebook, Google, and BlackRock, are taking matters into their own hands, requiring vaccination in order to return to work. More than 600 colleges are also mandating them for at least some students or employees. But young people are also among the most hesitant. A prominent pro-Trump youth group is fueling the fears over the vaccine. We are not going to tolerate students to be forced to get the vaccine against their will. The president said it's time to cut through the misinformation. The vaccine was developed and authorized under a Republican administration. And it's been distributed and administered under a Democratic administration. Look, this is not about red states and blue states. A White House official tells CBS News that those new requirements for federal workers go into effect immediately, but agencies will have some time to establish new vaccination and testing programs. Nora? All right, Weijia Jiang, thank you. Well, tonight, Florida and Texas lead the nation with the highest percentage of new cases. Louisiana isn't far behind, and nearly every hospital there has canceled or postponed surgeries and other non-emergency care. The state is also seeing an alarming spike in cases among children. CBS's David Begno reports tonight from New Orleans. When you think about the COVID vaccine protecting the vulnerable, think about five-year-old Dominic Albert. Were you having trouble breathing? Yes. At this point, he's too young to be vaccinated. He contracted coronavirus, and that landed him in the emergency room. Where do you think he may have gotten it? Honestly, I don't know. I was taking every precaution to try to make sure that he does not get this. School-age kids now make up the third largest number of new COVID infections in Louisiana. What's the lesson here? Make sure to wear a mask, number one, um, at all times. Disney is now mandating that masks be worn indoors at all U.S. theme parks. Some cities and states have brought back mask mandates, too. People over the age of two uh, must wear a mask indoors regardless of their vaccination status. But there are holdouts. At least five states are resisting the call to mask up. It's confusing. They're sending mixed messages constantly. Back here in Louisiana, COVID hospitalizations have exploded from 259 on July 1st to more than 1,600 today. 
Children's Hospital New Orleans had four COVID patients on Monday of this week, and today they have 20. How sick are they? A lot of these kids are very sick with respiratory symptoms, uh, literally starved for oxygen. <coughs> Jacques Lee is a 17-year-old high school football player. We met him here in the emergency room. What are you struggling with? Uh, breathing, major headaches, uh, and coughing too. Fatina Watkins is his mom. It's hard to watch somebody struggling to breathe. It's very hard. If he wouldn't have got the first dose of the vaccination, his sickness would be way worse than what it is now. Both of the mothers in our report are fully vaccinated. Jacquez is in the ICU room right behind me. One of his nurses just said he is doing great. And as for Dominic, the young boy we started our story with, he's gone home, Nora. They treated him with steroids and albuterol, and after about 36 hours, they said he's well enough to leave the hospital. All right, David Begno, thank you. Well, about a third of the population is broiling in a heat wave tonight. Nearly 110 million Americans are under alerts from Nebraska to Georgia. Severe storms have been popping up this evening in Maryland. And CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with the forecast. Good evening, Lonnie. Hello to you, Nora. Listen, I got to tell you, those storms that you're referring to are right now, as we speak, they're pushing through the northeast. There's big rain. There's big wind. You can't rule out a bit of twist in the atmosphere, so tornadoes are a possibility as well. I think rainfall could end up being a big story here. One to four inches is forecast for a good chunk of the northeast. If that happens, a number of spots will set a record for the wettest July ever, breaking records that were set in the 1880s. Heat is the other big story you were talking about, that from the plains to the Gulf Coast. It felt like 105 degrees or hotter today. Dolphin, Alabama felt like 110, well north of Alabama. In Carbondale, Illinois, you felt like 108 degrees today. And it's just more of the same tomorrow. Topeka feels like 109. On the coast, Savannah, Charleston, you're both feeling like 110 degrees. And it is going to be a very slow process to cool down. For the plains, the extreme heat is done by Saturday. But for the southeast, the extreme heat just marches on. You will not feel like it's less than 100 degrees until Tuesday. That is the latest, nor all yours. All right, a very hot summer. Lonnie Quinn, thanks so much. We're going to turn now to the Summer Olympics, where the U.S. has extended its lead in the medal count with 38, followed by China with 31. 18-year-old gymnast Suni Lee from Minnesota grabbed today's headlines, bringing home the gold. And CBS's Jamie Yukis is in Tokyo. The 18-year-old Minnesota native was golden at the women's gymnastics all around. The pressure to perform grew after Simone Biles withdrew to focus on her mental health. Suni Lee stayed steady to become the fifth straight American to win the women's all-around event. This medal definitely means a lot to me because there was a point in time where I wanted to quit and I just didn't think I would ever get here. Back home, Lee's parents could not contain their excitement. It's been through rough time, good time, bad time, and it's just amazing for her to go this far and actually win the gold. Biles, the defending champion, watched from the stands after tweeting, the outpouring of love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments and gymnastics, which I never truly believed before. Amy Borman coached Biles for 12 years. I think that's going to give a voice to a lot of young athletes to be able to say to their coaches, I'm not okay right now. When you look at somebody's legacy, isn't that a bigger part of her legacy at this point? Absolutely. Meanwhile, Caleb Dressel captured gold in the men's 100-meter freestyle, setting an Olympic record. <laughs> Talking to his family, he broke down after the race. I love you so much. 
Nora, American pole vaulter Sam Kendricks is out of the games, the seventh American athlete sidelined by a positive COVID test. Meanwhile, it's morning here. It's already 81 degrees with 85% humidity. I can tell you it is so oppressive. Organizers are moving some events like tennis to cooler times of the day. Nora? It is tough for the athletes. All right. Jamie Yukas, thank you. Well, tonight, this news, disgraced Cardinal Theodore McCarrick has been charged with sexually assaulting a teenage boy in 1974. He is the first Cardinal in the U.S. to be charged with a sexual crime against a minor. The 91-year-old McCarrick was defrocked by Pope Francis in 2019 after a Vatican investigation found that he had sexually molested children and adults. We also learned today that the U.S. economy grew by a solid 6.5% in the second quarter. It's the clearest sign yet of the economic recovery from the pandemic recession. Consumer spending surged for a second straight quarter, up by an annual rate of 11.8%. All right, one year after nine U.S. service members drowned in a training accident off California, families of the fallen are taking steps to make sure it never happens again. Nearly a dozen Marines, including a general, have been disciplined in the accident. And we get more on this now from CBS's David Martin. These cell phone videos of doomed Marines crammed into an amphibious assault vehicle only last for seconds. They have no way of knowing that within hours, nine will be dead drowned when their vehicles sank off the coast of California. It's been a year, but at a press conference the families held today, their grief is still raw. Lance Corporal Chase Sweetwood was just 18. Why is my son gone? Why was he not kept safe? He died the day before his 19th birthday. The Marines had left the mothership in their tracked vehicle for a practice landing on San Clemente Island. Private First Class Brian Baltiera texted his father, our track started smoking. It was the transmission. Which was overheating? Due to no transmission fluid in the vehicle. The transmission failed, the engine quit, and the vehicle started taking on water. It took 45 minutes for help to arrive. One of the boys who did survive uh, did say, when I looked back, I saw Brian and his roommate praying. The grief-stricken families today called on the Marine Corps not just assault vehicles back in the water until flaws they say make it a death trap are fixed. David Martin, CBS News, the Pentagon. Tonight, we've also got some more news out of the Pentagon. An unidentified American sailor is accused of deliberately starting a fire last year that destroyed a U.S. Warshop, warship docked off of San Diego. The fire aboard the USS Bonhomme Richard burned for more than four days. All right, this month, the U.S. has seen a wave of COVID outbreaks linked to summer camps, and health officials fear it could be a preview of what's to come in the new school year. Well, CBS's Nikki Batiste has our in-depth report. In rural Hudson, New York, where 67% of those 12 and up are fully vaccinated, news of a COVID outbreak at nearby Camp Pontiac has rattled the community. By Monday, it was 23. By Wednesday, it was 31. They're all in the uh, 7 to 11 age group, so they're, of course, unvaccinated. Jack Meb is public health director in Columbia County, where the camp is located. What was your reaction? 
Oh, crap. I can't say that, can I? Um, I think that was pretty much our reaction. This, we haven't seen this. This summer, outbreaks have been reported at camps around the country. In North Carolina, a camp outbreak is linked to at least 75 cases in 17 states. At Pontiac, almost all older campers and staff were fully vaccinated, and everyone was tested on the first day. Still, it wasn't enough. COVID can get in there, whether it's, it's the, the variant or not, despite everything that you do. And uh, I think that's a harbinger for the schools come fall. New this fall in Columbia County schools, funding for nurses to do rapid on-site testing. But protocols for cafeterias, athletics, and buses are up in the air as the county waits on guidance from New York State. If buses still have to keep six feet or three feet between students, that's not going to allow us to bring all of our students back. My granddaughter starts here in five weeks as a five-year-old. You worried about her? Yes, I am. A worry that will only grow as summer winds down and the school year starts. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, Hudson, New York. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Shark sightings are on the rise this summer in the Northeast, including today. CBS's Mola Lange explains why climate change may be to blame. Sharks off New York's Atlantic coastline are causing concerns. Another sighting at the popular Jones Beach State Park on New York's Long Island this morning temporarily closed the waters to beachgoers. They're not letting you go out if you waste and stuff like that, but I'm sure I'll be back in the water again. Multiple sharks spotted about 20 yards off the coast closed a neighboring beach Wednesday. Our guard spotted numerous, not just a singular, but numerous uh, black tip reef sharks. These are really unique sharks. They're more of a Caribbean shark. Uh, they're known to come to close to the shoreline in feeding areas. So the concern is obviously with swimmers. There have been several recent shark sightings along the New York coast. Scientists say that warming waters from climate change are driving the sharks north. Chris Paparo captured this video of sharks feeding on huge schools of fish off Southampton, New York. Paparo is with the South Fork Natural History Museum's shark research team, where they tag sharks in order to collect data on their patterns. Climate change is definitely playing a role, especially in the sightings that we're seeing this year and last year. As sea temperatures are rising, a lot of fish populations are shifting north. Now, experts stress the need to continue to learn about shark habitats and migration patterns, especially as they're now being impacted by climate change. Shark attacks are incredibly rare, but officials say it is always important for beachgoers to remain vigilant out there. Nora? Mololengi, thanks so much. You never know who you might meet at a busy airport or what that connection could lead to. Well, CBS's Mark Strassman has the story of one such encounter that ends on a high note. Tony Valentine Carter, the Atlanta airport's piano man. He has the chops. 
he definitely has the shoes. I play like this if one person is here or if 300 people are here. It doesn't matter. It's going to be the same thing. Most travelers ignore him. Got a plane to catch. But Carlos Whitaker felt something, an energy. He's just radiating off of him and on the me. I feel lighter. Also light, Carter's tip jar. Whitaker, a motivational speaker, reached out to his 170,000 Instagram followers. Whitaker collected virtual tips for a half hour. You got a lot of money coming your way, bro. Carter could use it. Now 66, he gives himself kidney dialysis nine hours every day. I'm about to give you $10,000. What the f are you talking about? And you deserve this. Donations now top $66,000. I've cried for four days. A total strangers reached out to show me love. That's amazing. Think people today have stopped caring? This Piano Man story will change your tune. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. He gives so much joy to others, and now they've given back. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman has an update on a devoted son who fulfilled his mother's last wish, one cheesesteak at a time. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.